0: Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You're listening on EWTN Radio or St. Gabriel Radio. Beyond Damascus is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Yeah. Want to open
1: us in prayer today? Yeah, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Lord Jesus Christ, take us deeper. Yeah. Take yeah. us deeper into your heart. Take us deeper into um, just intimacy with you. The goal, Lord, is spiritual betrothal, that we would know you, that we would love you, that we'd be known by you and that we'd be loved by you. Lord, we pray that we would be a people who experience your love. Mm-hmm. Come, Holy Spirit, Lord. I, I just I, I want us um, just to experience Your love during this show. So I pray that You mm. would bless people, yeah. that Your Spirit would touch hearts, touch bodies, touch minds, mm-hmm. um, and that we would come to know You more, Lord. Thank You, Jesus Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen, Amen. amen, the, amen. And the, the Son, and the Holy the Son.
0: Spirit, Amen, Amen. You, you know, I beyond Damascus. You're tuning into the show. You know who we are. We we are we are Damascus. We're, we're a campus in Central Ohio, and mm-hmm. Um, we have a missionary community here who lives and works and, and prays every day for the work of building up the young church, right? Mm-hmm. Our mission is to awaken, empower, and equip a generation to live the adventure of the Catholic faith. And uh, today we, were, we, we had a beautiful time of staff worship. Um, and Dan, you were sharing testimony of kind of what our experience has been. If you're here and if you pray with us, you might be tempted to label what you experience— as charismatic, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we like to pray loudly. We like to pray confidently and in faith. Our times of worship are awesome. Um, you can, you know, mm-hmm. you can check us out. We, we've got stuff on on YouTube and Spotify on Damascus Worship. Like we're mm-hmm. we're, we're taking this intentionally at mm-hmm, this point, mm-hmm. but. We've gone through a process of growing and learning who mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. Right. Daniel yeah. to speak to our yeah. a little and bit.
1: No, it's so funny. Like nowadays, I, I love talking to people because they're like, well, I don't know if like you're charismatic or you're traditional, like <laughs> it makes it's, me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, like, yes. I can't put labels I on I can't you, pin right? you like because we have we have a extremely expressive prayer. We pray for healing. We pray for like the uh an outpoint of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We see uh God moving mm-hmm. both yeah. like mm-hmm. in deeply spiritual ways and in, in physical manifestation. And mm-hmm. all of that is like usually associated with charismatic expression. But then we're also deeply traditional. We've yeah. got like altar boys and cassocks and all the smells and bells during the liturgy yeah. that you can imagine. We're, we're all about Eucharistic adoration. We got a beautiful, we're looking at it, beautiful Marian grotto like right at the heart of our campus. And mm-hmm. we pray the, ro- our campers pray the rosary every single day. It's yeah. like, so it's these two expressions coming together, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. And people don't know how to label us sometimes, which is fun. Yeah. But it wasn't always, that way I was sharing this morning that like early on, it was like, I was so hungry to see and experience in our ministry Mm -hmm. more outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I wanted us to be a charismatic ministry. I saw other charismatic ministries. I saw like the Holy Spirit moving in power. And I was like, mm-hmm. we were so grounded. We've always been so grounded on daily mass and mm-hmm. Eucharistic adoration, on yeah. Marian tradition. We had such faithfulness to Our Lady. Well, even and, on great music. I mean, we, we yeah. have. Expressive yeah, praise the, the has always been a part of it. Praise and worship. But, but that's then, not, I was, like, that like, doesn't like, wrap it up. Right? Yeah, right. it doesn't wrap right. it up. There, I knew there was more, right? And I think that's mm-hmm. where there's always more, and to see the Lord over the years. Um, almost like allow fidelity to the Eucharist fidelity to our sure. Lady lead to a greater outpoint of the Holy Spirit I think is mm-hmm. beautiful right sure. that when you hang out with Mary she introduces you to her spouse yeah 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 that when you, you yeah. when you're with like the Immaculate Conception yes. she's gonna introduce you to the Holy Spirit yeah. right like that's what uh that is the the she was the first who was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit so yeah. well those who have deep Mary Tradition roots, right? Those who have deep Eucharistic roots, they they almost always can find their end in yeah. a deeper expression of
2: the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and I love I love that as part of our church as well. Like when you go out with a deep Marian um, devotion, right, and mm-hmm. you continue to pursue her, she always introduces you to Holy Spirit. And you know what I've seen so often is those who go after the Holy Spirit he introduces you to Mary. Yeah. Like, like it's just this beautiful reality where the Lord himself is revealing just even in that relationship yep. that I want you to see the church as both traditional in the truest sense of the word yep, and charismatic, like, and moving differently, right? Yeah. Like, um, and I don't know, there's something in that. I, I was actually giving a talk recently and I had someone come out up to me afterwards and uh, I was on a college campus and they came up and they were asking that question. Like, oh, are you, uh, are you more on the like, um, traditional side of things? Or are you on the more charismatic side of things? I can't, I can't exactly figure out where your theology <laughs> yeah. lies. And what and I? No, exactly. No, well, exactly. It was almost because like, I want to make sure the question I'm about to ask lines up with that previous affiliation. Yeah. And I remember like sensing that. And the way I answered, I, I, I want to just speak today because I think it's, it's a good way to answer is I was like, well, actually I'm baptized, <laughs> which means that like, I actually like find myself in the family of God seeking all of the ways that he wants to communicate his life to us.
1: Yeah. And that's like... Yeah, I'm ever ancient and ever right, right right. right right. Like, again,
2: we've talked about that last time, the paracresis, this eternal dance of Father, Son, and Spirit. All I want in my life is to be right in the middle of that. Whatever happens in the middle of that, I'm totally down for as long as I'm in... The middle of that. That's neat because you
1: know? being baptized roots you in, in the deepest mm. traditions of the church and of course. all of the expressions that the faithful have had, mm-hmm. like be, even dating back to our Jewish brothers and sisters, right? And yes. and yet being baptized brings, makes you the temple of the Holy Spirit. So That's you're right. so deeply rooted in tradition and mm-hmm. at the same time, you're a living temple of the Holy Spirit. And right, so like, right, right. there's this beautiful ability to be deeply yeah. Yeah. traditional yes. and deeply yeah, well, charismatic.
2: I'm t- to even think about it, I'm a temple. And a tabernacle, yeah. That like I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit, and I'm also a tabernacle of the presence of Jesus. You can't get more traditional than the heart of every parish being the tabernacle that hosts the presence <laughs> of the Lord, right? And also a temple who goes out, and Amen. the Holy Spirit operates through me to bring. What do you me
1: call a person who's both traditional and charismatic? A is it I've heard, a, a heard this word. Yeah, or no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, yeah. one of our one of our guys, no, okay. Sam, so, Sam Halligan, so just wrote a So now we can create another label, right? Yeah. This is good, no, right? okay, yeah, no, yeah, what, right? Why don't we just, don't we just like like it? live it
0: like Jesus? Oh, right? oh, okay, that I came true. not to abolish, but to complete. Yes, that's yeah. right. And to realize that the Holy Spirit wants to do something new. That's really good, man. That that when we allow ourselves, when we submit ourselves, and say, God, I'm, I run the risk if I if I put you in a box. Yeah. Of making myself God, right? oh. <laughs> of putting myself in control, yeah. and our temptation so often is, okay, Lord, I'll break you out of this box into a slightly larger box, larger box <laughs> that, that still has some that, that I'm that I'm still comfortable convenient with. walls, right. yeah. So I, I think it, it's good, you know. We like Dan, like you, you were witnessing. We we asked ourselves this question as an organization, yeah, um, for years, and yeah, I remember I remember early in our in our ministry being, you know. Uh, lovingly and, um, convictingly accused of being unabashedly Catholic, right? Mm -hmm. That, Mm -hmm. that the way that we grabbed onto the tradition of the church, it just wasn't in line with, you know, what the modern young people need.
3: Mm -hmm. And,
0: Mm -hmm. uh, you know, history will prove that that we were, we were following, um, we were following in our commitment to daily Mm -hmm. mass, in our commitment Mm -hmm. to, to Eucharist adoration, to, to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, right? We were following a movement of the Spirit yeah. who was inviting us to a practice of the sacraments in a way that was moving yeah. and touched the hearts of kids. You know, we've often said that our secret here is that we've just, we put kids in front of Jesus mm-hmm. and we let him do the work. Um, and that, that led us all the way to the point, what was it, I don't know, if 10 years ago where you were uh, at the conclusion of one of our sessions, crying out to the Lord, yep. mm-hmm. asking God, you reveal your wonders. I mean, mm-hmm. open us to a greater expression of your gifts.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, where do you think... Where do you think that nervousness comes from? Because what you're saying I think happens in our life in ministry all the time, that someone, they come up and they're well-intentioned. They, they really do want Jesus to be honored, yeah. but they come up, I, I should, shouldn't even say but, and they come up, they want Jesus to be honored and they come up and they give a very stringent set of realities that you need to follow in order to be mm. where God wants you to be. But I'm just wondering what what is the anxiousness or the anxiety that comes with like, Opening it up. Does that make yeah. sense? Because you were saying in the early days, I mean, like, it's it's gotta be rooted in just fear fear of error. Yeah, right? is that fear what it is? Abuse. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's been That's there's good. been so much liturgical abuse, right? And so mm-hmm. you don't you don't want liturgical abuse, no one wants that, right? And you don't want emotional abuse of, of people, right? Yeah. And yeah, I was actually yeah. my wife and I were just having a conversation the other day, and we were reflecting back to some of our early years in ministry and mm-hmm. just some of the formation we received. Mm-hmm. And like, man, like that was off. Like the formation people were teaching, there was certain Things that were just off, and yeah. even like, the formation that we gave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, true. that's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah, you're right. No, and and so like it is like to be in a place of of forming others. Uh, yeah, it it, yeah. it takes a level of. Um, I don't know, like uh, holy fear of God of like, yeah. I'm not perfect. And so I need to make sure the words I say are, are yeah. tried and yeah. tested. Yeah. And, and so there is a fear of like, we don't want to hurt people yeah. by
2: by sharing things or doing things that would lead them astray. Yeah, it's a temperance and prudence thing, I think sometimes, right? Yeah. Like I'm I'm wanting to live up to these virtues. I, I think the reason I ask is because there's some there's a place, obviously, where that virtue is no longer being lived out and I'm actually in fear. Yeah. And And I think that there is a line there that's interesting to me, but I, I think it's interesting as we talk about this particular subject, like when Jesus transfigures himself, right? Like when he's transfigured and like shows his glory, reveals his glory. Like John writes that in the first chapter, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and we saw his glory. I think we read over that sometimes. He's like, (laughs) no, we actually like saw it on the mountain of transfiguration. And when Jesus is transfigured, it's said that he reveals the entirety of himself. If you read through the saints understanding of the transfiguration, he's revealing the entirety of himself, Mm -hmm. obviously in his person, right? In his divine person, being and like obviously in his resurrected human yeah. form. But in addition to that, it would do us well to look that Moses and Elijah are there, mm. right? So the fullness of the revelation of Jesus came with a revelation of Moses and Elijah, who are what? The fulfillment of the law mm-hmm. and the fulfillment of the prophets. Mm. Mm. The law is the tradition that which anchored, and the prophets are that which pointed forward. Yeah. Like the fullness of the revelation of Jesus awesome. can't come without yeah. both, right? Yeah. And, and I think that is so apparent in the scriptures. That's mm. so apparent in the stories of the saints. So I wonder sometimes why that hesitation comes in us. I think it is that we live in a world of either or, but I also think there's this fear that comes in sometimes that well, if you look at, holds us if back. If you
0: look at history too, it, it, this hasn't always, end, and we're not going to get into a history <laughs> yeah, conversation sure, today, sure, but sure. you know, um, one of my favorite parts of our teaching on like the history, of the charismatic renewal is yeah. to look back— I mean, arguably, the most divisive part point at Christian history was, I, I guess I can't say that. Yeah. Yeah, probably, there's probably there are a lot of divisive <laughs> well, points. Yeah. Well, but Reformation. There, there is the yeah, schism in the Reformation. <laughs> right in the Reformation. yeah. So yeah. in the Reformation, um, you know, the cardinals of the church gathered and said that, hey, uh, as evidence of the fact that this Protestant movement is an inauthentic, an inauthentic expression of the Christian faith, look to the fact that miracle signs and wonders aren't happening in their gatherings. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That, yeah. Suggesting that a, an authentic expression of the Catholic faith should be accompanied by miracle signs of Of life. course. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: A, as, as, mo- as recently as the 1500s. Mm-hmm. I think the, the expression that we are living in today is, is probably an overreaction to the abuses that we saw in the 60s and 70s, right? Mm, yeah. The, right. the idea that, that faith can be boiled down to some emotionalism, yep. right? And, and, That's and good. certainly we're not returning to that. But I think the pendulum has swung far in the opposite direction. I mean, Dan, I remember you and I in our time in youth ministry uh, because we were so offended by the highly emotional um, kind of experiences and events that we'd been to. Yeah. we would stop at nothing to make sure that there was there was nothing that resembled emotionalism. Yeah, yeah. And, and we were, would,
1: like, try to testify, like, oh, no, no, it wasn't an emotional experience, as if that was a good thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Kids, students, <laughs> never, yeah.
0: never in your testimonies no, speak the yeah. word feel, <laughs>
1: Yeah, right? Which is so funny because, like, when we talk about the beatific vision <laughs> or when we even talk about, like, mm-hmm. the spiritual life, we use the two key phrases of desolation and consolation. And, like, you can't mm-hmm. talk about desolation and consolation without that— being an emotional experience, like, yeah, desolation yeah. is the lack of like yeah. this, this like the lack of feeling yeah. of consolation, right? Yeah. And and the goal of heaven is consolation, yeah. is, sure. is this this beautiful union which is also pervades the
2: emotions where I experience yeah. the yeah. love of God. Well, when all is, three of us are married, try to explain your wedding day without using emotions or feelings. You can't do (laughs) it. It's like, I can't, I can't. I don't (laughs) actually know how to do that. And if I were to do that, it would substantially... Undermine what it actually was, and now again, and people I'm not don't want it. They're no, like, oh,
1: so you I, sat in front of each other and yeah,
2: sacrificed your entire life, right? Right? Why? Yeah, You're well, like and that, right? And <laughs> that matters. It <laughs> would almost like it, it sounds horrible. Well, it's almost like it matters in so <laughs> oh. far as your emotion can match it. Yeah. And now again, I'm not saying let's go on some emotional whimsical journey. Yeah. But like, there's all there's an evidence to the fact I did lay down my yeah. life because there was emotion involved in it. Like it actually happened yeah. and it manifested. Yeah. And Like that's a human experience, but. God didn't make us human by accident, right? So that human experience we can say is well, Thomas
1: Aquinas, who's like you know the the rock, he's pretty good, yeah, the rock star, he's he's pretty smart, intellectual, the angelic doctor. If he ever wants to sit right here, exactly, you're welcome. We need to pull the (laughs) chair out quite a bit. Just let him know. But the uh, yeah, he's just like you know, I forget where I was going with that. Now, oh, he he just like he beautifully roots the emotions as the one of the faculties of the human soul, right? And so if God placed within my soul, the emotions, the emotions must be good, right? Right. And he must want to use them in my relationship with him. Both Mm -hmm. the feeling of emotion um, Mm -hmm. and the lack of emotion Mm -hmm. that God is going to communicate to me through that. Yeah, just yeah, as yeah, much yeah. as he wants to communicate to me through the other faculties of his soul. You're
0: listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break.
3: Are you ready to spread your wings? Wings is the weekly newsletter that's packed with exclusive news, program information, features, and updates of all that's going on at the Global Catholic Network. To sign up, go to EWTN.com, click subscribe, enter your name and email address, and you'll start getting your wings every week. Get your wings today. It's the weekly newsletter from EWTN, the Global Catholic Network. This is Toya Hall, Vice President of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio has the power to
2: transform people's lives by proclaiming the fullness of truth with love and clarity. Catholic Radio equips the faithful to address the problems that face our world today and from a uniquely Catholic perspective. Daily doses of Catholic Radio helps to build strong and faithful souls for Holy Mother Church. The world needs EWTN Catholic Radio. Now more than ever.
0: Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio.
1: So you yeah. use both of those words, Aaron, contemplative and charismatic. And I know you especially uh, because you're such a big teacher in our community, you've gotten a lot of pushback, not like from outsiders <laughs> yeah. of like, okay, yeah. you're <laughs> either charismatic or you're contemplative and and mm. you've done such like uh a good job of, like, helping people come to realize you can have the both and, and yeah. you can experience that They're not... Opposed to each other, but they're complements of each yeah, other. Yeah, they're two right? sides the same. So coin. when someone calls you up and is like, uh, "Like, okay, I heard, I heard Damascus is doing this, right?" Yeah, and, yeah. and like starts accusing you or attacking you. What's your usual process <laughs> to talk to them? My usual process yeah. is to make them define their terms. Okay, right? sure.
0: So, so what what do you mean by contemplative?
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's right.
0: Yeah, and usually, I mean, usually because most most people aren't that well studied. Right? right. So mm-hmm. usually my criticism comes from the fact that I heard a talk on on YouTube mm-hmm. or some podcast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of some person who was critical of the charismatic and that expression And that's not mean, faith. right? Like, no, you're, you're not, no, cause, no, 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 no. Because
1: I, I, I feel like I have no. a master's in theology, and I still don't feel like I'm well-studied. Sure, Because sure. theology is a giant, like, uh, yeah, it's just so, we yeah. have 2,000 years of history. So I, I heard a talk once, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: And this is usually how the conversation goes. Yep. yep. I heard that John of the Cross and Teresa of Avila hate charismatics. <laughs> yeah,
1: that is yeah. right. Yeah,
0: And, and I and like the, John of the Cross and, and Teresa they're spiritual of Avila. doctors in the church, right? Mm-hmm. Therefore, yeah. what you're doing must be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, honestly, that's usually where it ends. Yeah. yeah. Is, is John of the Cross clearly says that charismatic expression of the faith is something that's prone to error or dangerous. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and Teresa of Avila the
1: contemplative the perfect contemplative <laughs> and
0: we have to start the conversation uh, yeah. with you know w- where are our assumptions coming from mm-hmm. Yeah. right so uh, it might be meaningful just to talk about like what do we mean yeah. you know uh certainly in 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 today's expression of what it means to express the contemplative mm-hmm. reality of the faith john of the cross and teresa of avila are usually held up there as yeah. like the, the yeah. paragon of uh, yeah. of of that expression um Dan, we were joking before the show you yeah. know uh you Okay. They are the doctors of mystical theology, yeah.
1: right? <laughs> yeah. I mean you could you you love Teresa. Well, well, I always think it's so funny because, like, you you say when when it's about terms, right? So yeah. the catechism says contemplative prayer is a gift from God. It, it, it says you That's like awesome. it is a gift from God, and a charismatic says I'm one who who is open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So the two are actually like that actually it's by being a charismatic, right? By being open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that I open myself up <laughs> yeah. to the grace to receive <laughs> contemplative prayer. <Yeah>. That <laughs> contemplative prayer, like, literally comes from. From that openness to the gifts of the Holy Spirit or the, you know, the catechism also speaks of vocal prayer. The contemplative prayer flows forth out of vocal prayer. The first I start Mm -hmm. with vocal Mm -hmm. prayer. So like it's that, you know, I I start praying uh, or I start doing worship songs, right? And worship songs, vocal prayer or hymns, however, vocal prayer will lead me to a place of contemplative prayer. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like Mm -hmm. you've got Teresa of Avila and... Uh, John of the Cross, who are often labeled as these people who are, yeah, were against the charismatic, yeah. but they were literally the poster child for the charismatic gifts, right? Yeah. Like I, I wrote down some of just in, in the, the mansions. <laughs> like if, if you know Teresa of Avila, she, she has these spiritual mansions. In the fifth mansion, you have like prayer of union and union of wills, where mm-hmm. she speaks of this prayer of union, which is this like deep, uh, the, her words, not mine. It says the prayer of the sleep of the faculties where your, where your physical faculties and sometimes Like your faculty is kind of. Uh, are just resting mm-hmm. in God, right? And it's funny because charismatics just like they speak of resting in the Holy Spirit where mm-hmm. your physical faculties sometimes, and even sometimes your your emotional or yeah. your, your intellectual faculties are just absorbed in God, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. maybe the charismatic would be like, well, uh, I was resting in the Holy Spirit, right? Sure. And the contemplative will be like, well, I'm going after the prayer of union. Well, yeah. maybe they're actually using the same different words yeah. for the same experience. Yeah. So, or I love this. Teresa of Avila, right? She's like six mansions, spiritual betrothal, right? Like I'm getting to the highest place of deepest, completely, completely emotionless. And she, yeah, 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 Yeah. And she speaks of these, like these lo- like visions and locutions, mm-hmm. right? She speaks mm-hmm. of jubilations, like this, like a jubilation yeah. of like, just the, awesome. the whole, the body, the spirit, the mind are taken into this expressive mm-hmm. form of dance and song. Right. She speaks. I, I mean, just crazy stuff like wounding, right? Like, have you ever talked to a cares Mac and they're like, and then it just felt like there was this like, Piercing in my side. And you're like, whoa, you're crazy, right? Yeah. But like, that's actually like, you, there's these beautiful midi- like, medieval like renderings of like Teresa of Avila's experience of w- experiencing the wounding of the Holy Spirit Being where she's Stabbed she, with arrows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she experiences like this, this pain that's also yeah. consoling at the same time because mm-hmm. it's like entering into the suffering of the Lord.
2: Yeah, I think your point is that, that we, we can often make distinction without difference, right? So yeah. here's the distinction and we're gonna put charismatic over here and contemplative over here, but there's really no difference in some of this language we're using. I do think the two areas where we see some difference, at least in how most of the church understands it, is the contemplative sits and waits on the Lord and charismatic goes after the Lord. Mm. But my question is, which one of those is wrong? (laughs) To <laughs> so, write like I, I yeah. would never I would never say you sitting and waiting on the Lord. I mean, we're about yeah. to enter into mm-hmm. a new liturgical year. Like we wait on the Lord in plenty of seasons. Yeah. Advent is literally the season of waiting, right? Yeah. Like waiting on the Lord is absolutely okay. But to say you shouldn't go after the Lord, then we'd have to question a lot of saints yep. <laughs> who write to pursue the Lord passionately yeah. to, to allow namely, zeal namely Paul. Right, right, <laughs> right, exactly. To allow zeal for his house to consume you. Yeah. Like, like I, I just I do see that often as in the distinction, a difference that'll be drawn. But what I would say is both of those are beautiful. I think you need both of those. I think the gospel in its entirety can be summed up in two words, come and go. Mm -hmm. And if it can be summed up in come and go, like come and see, come follow me, right? Go therefore, go into the city, whatever, like come and go. And if contemplatives, the come and the charismatics, the go, I see them as beautifully complementary. Yes. Like again, like- Almost it, it, like it, they are co-essential expressions. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now again, now again, not to, and I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to like bring it to such a um, simplified version that uh-huh. I do away with some people's concerns. But I do think oftentimes, yeah. we do make the distinction without difference. But yeah. even when we make a distinction with difference, there are often differences that should coincide. That, yeah. that aren't mutually mm-hmm. exclusive, but actually are made to go together. Well, I think sometimes that's because
1: people want, I don't know what it is. We're afraid that maybe my expression isn't the right expression, so I'm going to throw it on other people because I want to make sure that they
2: look like me, right? Yeah, justification. Is that what you're saying? So to justify justify what I'm doing, I need to make sure that you can't justify what you're doing Yeah. because I've found goodness in what I'm doing, and if you're right, then there wouldn't be goodness in what I'm doing, but... Maybe there's goodness in both, and, and that's where the there's stretching. Maybe for both. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, no, yeah. but I
0: think there is something there. Uh, Ralph Martin, um, if you if you're looking for something a little more substantial here, he he wrote a he wrote an article after um, after his first time reading Saint John's book, The Spiritual Canonical. If you're not if you don't know who Ralph Martin is, he's a hero in the in the modern church, particularly in the charismatic renewal. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As the charismatic renewal impacted the church in the mid sixties, Ralph Martin was identified early on, Ralph, we love you as, yeah, yep. uh, as one of the leaders of this, of this movement, one of the shepherds mm-hmm. of this movement. He was actually brought to Rome to mm-hmm. be charged with, um, developing and leading and forming a uh, good, solid theology around an understanding yeah, and expression. Me of too. The yeah, that happened yeah, to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I want to, I want to quote this. I, I won't read too much today, but Ralph, uh, he said he was on an in an airport he was in the airport in zurich switzerland after going on one of his travels um in in being a leader of the of the charismatic expression of the church right and he says i remember sitting in a zurich switzerland airport waiting for a flight back to the states um, and doing my assigned reading as i was as i read the spiritual canicle that's saint john of the cross book mm-hmm. the spiritual canicle mm-hmm. it was as if my life was flooded with illumination everything i had ever experienced hoped for desired dared to dream about in both natural and supernatural life was being expressed in John with a clarity and depth that literally took my breath away. Yeah. I couldn't keep my eyes open. I could hardly speak. So great was the light flooding my being. Wow. So here's here's a giant of, of mm-hmm. the charismatic expression of the Catholic faith, right? Who is is just speaking with the utmost honor mm-hmm. of, of John of the Cross. And he goes on to explain, you know, if if you've heard the narrative that John of the cross is critical of the charisms of the spirit. Um, Don't believe it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't Don't believe believe it. it. Read it. Read it. Read the source. Yeah. Yeah. John John identifies a a very, a very critical perspective Hmm. on the malpractice of the gifts Mm -hmm. so that we could be better equipped to to express them properly. Yeah, yep, yep.
1: Which we need to know, of right? Yeah, we we need that. to know yes. what the malpractice of the gifts are so mm-hmm. that we can we can see uh where God is moving sincerely. Right. I love Ralph Martin has a book Fulfillment of All Desire yeah. and it's a big so fat good. book. I'm not great with fat books, but <laughs> I was forced to read it for my uh studies and uh but it's it's really neat because he he really like, takes all of the mystics and yep. the doctors of the church yeah. who are seen often From the contemplative or the intellectual wing of the church and he he roots their charismatic expressions mm-hmm. in a very holistic unthreatening like accessible way that yeah. like wait a second these expressions that were like often we say oh only teresa of havila can have that and if you think you're having that you're not holy enough to have that it's like no wait this is holiness like yeah, this is yeah. i'm living life in the holy spirit yeah. and so i have access to the same spirit of god mm-hmm. that teresa and john of the cross and catherine yeah. of siena thomas aquinas had mm-hmm. access to
2: yeah when i was reading that book i loved The title so much because it it actually um it challenged me a little bit. Well, no, 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 yeah. yeah, No, (laughs) no, no, it just it challenged me because as I was reading it, I was beginning just reflecting on how often I don't see God as the fulfillment of all desire, but I see him as the renunciation of all desire. Mm -hmm. So I I just rid myself of all these desires and it's him and him alone. No, he brings all of your desires Mm. to life. And that's when you go after him. It's like he opens you up and it's like, well, yeah, no, I would love that. Because I'll get to know you more that way. Yeah. And others will know you more that way. Well, of course I want that gift. And I don't want that gift because it's going to look good on a video. I want that gift because if someone else experiences that gift, they'll know you. Yeah. And you fulfill everything they're looking for, right? And th- that just like... Spoke to my heart. And I, I agree. There's a, a book. Um, oh, I'm blanking on no Fire Within by Thomas yeah. Dubé. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I it's a thick book too. And I had to read like every page of that like twice because yeah. Thomas Dubai is just Thomas deep. Is a little He's too so powerful. deep. Yeah. But but like again, <laughs> he does he does well to unpack this again yeah. and make it accessible. Again, like accessible in like an understanding of okay, this is what they're speaking yeah. to. Maybe not in like an easy read on a Sunday afternoon, yeah. but I don't know. There's something to what God is speaking through yeah. both that allows us to see him as a fulfillment and not a renunciation. I, yeah. I want him to fulfill. So
0: that's, that's a good reflection on the, on the contemplative. Um, Dan, you, you identify that the, the charismatic spiritual expression can be, can be summed up in the fact that I'm, I'm seeking and I'm open to the Holy Spirit's movement in my yeah. life, mm-hmm. right? So uh, what is the charismatic spirituality not? It's not music. Mm-hmm. Right, music is an expression of what we experience. Yeah. Yes, um, we don't we don't summon the Holy Spirit by playing, you know, rock
1: music. Yeah, uh, never use uh, the word "summon the Holy Spirit" yeah. again. Well, because he's alive <laughs> inside. No, That's I good. use that intentionally. <laughs> we yeah. have to stand around a candle and summon the Holy <laughs> Dan. Okay, damn. I'm just saying what, it's not. And, <laughs> saying what it's not.
0: And, and, and likewise, as we were saying earlier, Welcome like the, the teachings of the teachings of John of the Cross, the teachings of, of Teresa of Avila, the the rich tradition of our church. It exists so that we could have uh, guidelines for for the safe expression of the charisms of the Spirit. I mean, we see this happening all the way back into the church at Corinth, right? That Paul begins to give guidelines for what we could expect and experience as Mm -hmm. we zealously pursue the movement of the Spirit in our lives. Mm -hmm. So we don't hold up a hero of the charismatic faith as like, you know— the pastor down the street today. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we we can talk about awesome, you know, men like Ralph Martin <clears> and who are who are doing <clears> amazing <throat> work. We can talk about a lot of the new movements in the church that are that yeah. are are seeing just explosive growth. But we we talk about the Franciscans, right? We talk about the Dominicans. We talk about the Augustinians, right? Expressions of the faith. Saint uh, Saint Ignatius, mm-hmm. who in his spiritual exercises, right, he he depends upon the fact that prayer becomes for us. Uh, a conversation with that, yeah, like a, a meaningful, powerful relationship. We, we draw upon the, the catechism of the Catholic church that, that, that our prayer life should be uh, a fulfilling, life-giving relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Yes. That, that's what it means. Yeah. Uh, that, the, that the gifts of the church are given for her upbuilding that as we commit ourselves to the work of
2: evangelization, like these are necessary for our Mm -hmm. success. Yeah, Yeah. well, the charismatic move that that we're seeing in the church right now, it's not some offshoot brand of Catholicism. It's found right in the heart of the church. It's almost like, something that was at the heart of the church found itself on the peripheries and the Holy Spirit was like, I want back in the center, Yeah, right? Like, I I don't think it's by happenstance that we see around the world, the Holy Spirit moving in really powerful ways. I also don't think it's by accident that the way that we decide if someone's a saint or not is through miracle signs and wonders. Like you have to, through your intercession, like prove your heavenly reality by allowing that like (laughs) healing to happen here, right? And that's because Holy Spirit, obviously like... in his like divine nature, like comes in and he transforms. Like it's what he's about is transformation. So I I think that like, I just want that to be said, that it's not some offshoot. Like like Ralph Martin's not leading up some offshoot of the Catholic faith. He's found himself right in the heart of the beauty of it. And he's saying, Oh, there's this one Amen. aspect I want to bring back. I think
1: there's two. I mean, so charismatics Max open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and you you mentioned that these these healings, these miracles are evidence to canonize a person who's who's yes up for canonization. And I think sometimes We almost, it's this false humility and this lack of faithfulness that, well, God can do it in the great saints, but he can't do it in me. And if mm. I have the mm. gall to presume that he would do miracles mm. through me, mm-hmm. then somehow I, I'm prideful. And it's, it's that's just wrong. It's, it's like the Holy Spirit was poured up, out upon all flesh. Like yeah, the, yeah. all of the great saints, I have access to the exact same Holy Spirit and yeah. the Holy Spirit loves those individuals. And that's why the Holy Spirit used them and, and allowed gifts to flow forth from them. Does God love them or does to use them any more or less than he loves and desires to use me, sure. I'd say no, right? And mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. all of those amazing saints of the past, they're simply meant to be testifiers to what God can and desires to do in that's my awesome. life. Yeah. And when I mm-hmm. cheapen God uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I don't give him glory mm-hmm. to say, you want to use me, he won't use me. Yeah, like, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and yeah. so like, I have to let myself be used uh, in order awesome. to be a vessel in mm-hmm. his hands. You're listening to Beyond
0: Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission beyond damascus is aired on the ewtn global catholic radio network and right here in central ohio on saint gabriel radio you can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio podcasts or check us out on youtube or your favorite podcast app we'll be right back with this episode after a short break
3: EWTN offers the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass live every morning at 8 Eastern and provides you with daily readings to follow along and enrich your experience. To be sure you don't miss out on the daily Mass or to get access to previous recordings, we can send a link to your email inbox every day. It's easy. Visit EWTN.com and click subscribe. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network.
0: He is honored by the church as a saint and the first diocesan priest to be declared a doctor of the church. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. John of Avila was known to his contemporaries as a spiritual master, and he served as a guide to some of the greatest saints of the 1500s. He also called for true reform in the church and was a role model for the priesthood even today. He died in 1569. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I want to I want to round out today's the the conclusion of today's conversation. We got 20 minutes left on okay, um, yeah. what it means to actually practically approach how this is all well and good, right? Sure. That we're talking about the history of the church, that we're talking about the move of what's happening in Damascus or other mm-hmm. lay apostolates. Mm-hmm. How is it that I, as a Christian, um, you know, you as yeah, our true. viewer today can, can engage in a lifestyle where I can earn the blessing or, or experience the blessing, benefit from the blessing of both the charismatic and the contemplative expression yeah. of the faith. Mm-hmm. So again, um, I am not the full expression of this. We are not the full expression of this. Uh, but this is sort of a list that I generated based on testimony, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, how my life has been has been impacted powerfully. And I, I know having walked with you guys that you've experienced similar stuff. so mm-hmm. um, we can we can uh, we can chat about these for a little bit. but why might one be inclined to try something new mm-hmm. in the expression of his or her s- uh, spiritual life? Well, number one, if you're running up against a wall, right? If you've been trying something and trying something and it's just not working, Mm -hmm. maybe it's time to take a look at your own personal disposition, right? Your own heart and see if maybe you are getting in the way of a powerful encounter of prayer, Mm -hmm. right? God doesn't want that to happen for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, why might I want to switch up my experience of faith? Because I have have a deep desire for more, right? I have a hunger in my Mm -hmm. heart that God Mm -hmm. would reveal more. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of those are really good reasons. Both mm-hmm. of those are, are scripturally founded yep. for reasons why we might want to continue to, to press in, to pursue more mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. A, and, and in hunger and desire for more of God to work mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. So number one, if, if you would traditionally describe yourself as charismatic, I wanna suggest that you could grow even deeper in relationship with God by a return to order and discipline in Mm -hmm. your prayer life i think a lot of times in in the experience that i've had Mm -hmm. someone would say that in order to express the charismatic life of prayer Mm -hmm. i have to be free right i have Mm -hmm. i have to um that i i go into my times of prayer and i just sit and i say god come and meet me right uh Mm i think that i think that even someone who does exist in that place of beauty and intimacy with god can benefit greatly especially in particular seasons Mm-hmm. and a return to order and discipline in daily prayer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just love that. because um, So my wife went to mass the other day, and she was just like, it was first Friday, and she was like, man, it was so nice to show up to a first Friday where the, you had mass, confession, adoration, and the rosary. And she was like, it was quiet. I knew what to predict. It was just, I didn't need to uh, uh, feel anything. I was just there in yeah. the presence of God. And I think there's something about just a return to that, that yeah. order and discipline, like... You know what, every first Friday there's gonna be there's gonna be mass and adoration and confessions, right? Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. there's that structure that was that you could depend on in the yep. sense of like when your prayer life sometimes feels like shoot, yeah. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I have all these like I, I I have all these different things going on, boom, now all of a sudden I'm grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I've found myself recently going back to morning prayer some yep. back to the yep. liturgy, liturgy of the hours. hours. Yeah, because there's something to that. It's just I, I know what I know what a feast day is gonna bring. It's gonna be Sunday week one, and we're gonna bless the Lord yep. a lot. Lot. And yeah. and it's there's just a I don't know a rhythm to it. Yeah, if one it of my, one of my favorite apps on my
0: phone is the Divine Office app, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that I can I can sit down with my phone every day and I can open, or if you prefer books, right? There are yeah, books for sure. this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can sit down every day and open open my my prayer time with a, a repeatable. Uh, you know, experience of, of how I can expect and how mm-hmm. I can step into the fact that God has spoken and speaks through this, the yeah. prayer of the church. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? You can, you can even listen to the audio on your way to work in the morning or school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's, it can be a profound blessing. Yeah. Cool. All right. Practical application number two, if, if you consider yourself charismatic and you are hungry for something more, check it out. Prioritize silence and sacraments. mm um, so good, right? So good. shouldn't be a, shouldn't be a, a surprise <laughs> to any of us. Uh, but I think I think sometimes we can get into our mind, even here at Damascus, that okay, in order to have a meaningful experience of prayer, I have to have my soaking music on. Mm-hmm. I have to have my worship music on in the background. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, sure. There, there's a place, a beautiful place for for silence and for just a, a tradition. Yeah, uh, an experience of the sacraments. Of course. Right? Yeah. To, to to go back to that place. We say it all the time here that. Like students, campers, retreatants, you need to be ready because when you go back to your church, it's not going to be the same as here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It, I think that one of the dangers of living in a in a uh, an outwardly expressive environment for so long is that you find a place where you're you're no longer comfortable with silence. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I find that. You you see in a lot of um, charismatic streams sometimes they just this like sub language or like becomes like and everyone's just spitting off the same terms like yeah. blah 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 sure, this, sure. this is all the same terms and it's like yeah. they're it's the same like uh, ways to respond to things and it's like mm-hmm. wait a second you're just saying these like words do you mean them and, it makes you comfortable yeah yeah I I, 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 was heard, at a, I was at a concert one time and
0: and uh, it was it was awesome I think it was Matt Marr who was leading it was at the Ihop conference, uh, mm-hmm. a non-denominational conference, or twenty thousand people. Yeah, and it was like this beautiful, profound silence that came after just this amazing moment of worship. And we're sitting there in the silence, and then, of course, like three seconds into the silence, somebody just like screams out,
2: "Jesus!"
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jesus! Because because
1: the silence makes you uncomfortable. It makes yeah, you uncomfortable. it does. That's right? funny that you say that because well, Ihop. So that was I was gonna. Share Mike Bickle, the founder of IHOP. Yeah. He he shared one time in a talk that just it really spoke to me. He said, "I never want to be an echo, right?" And uh, so, like, I want to read the echo. And he's he's all he's Protestant, but he's yeah. all about the mystics, yeah. right? He studies the church mm-hmm. fathers. Like, man, mm-hmm. I I want to I want to know what the echo is, but I also never want to be merely an echo. Like, I want to be in the silence, so God's revealing mm-hmm. new things to mm-hmm. me in a way that allows me to express the words. So everyone's saying the same thing all the time. Yeah. The question is. Have you spent time wrestling with the Lord so the Lord is sharing a, a reality to you? Uh, are you just like spitting off that awesome talk you heard from someone and saying what they said? Or did the Lord share something with you Amen. that you're able to share to bring to That's others? That's right, yeah. yeah. And, and you
2: only get that in the side. And, yeah. and it simplifies. Okay, it simplifies.
0: so uh, yeah.
1: returning to order,
0: um, prioritizing silence in the sacraments. Uh, third point, if you consider yourself charismatic and you want to stretch yourself, try reading uh the 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 tried and true spiritual writings of the fathers of the faith mm-hmm. right um you know we've got some amazing contemporary writers mm-hmm. uh and we've got some treasure yeah uh, that that's buried deep in the church mm-hmm. you know I mentioned Saint John of the cross, the spiritual canle right uh if you're sensitive to what Saint John of the Cross might be saying about the charismatic renewal, try it out yeah uh, yep. read read and learn right saint augustine um mm-hmm. uh Dan, you mentioned um St. Thomas—he's a little tough to read sometimes, but man, <laughs> my study of St. Thomas Aquinas in yeah. in college—it yeah. was some of the most meaningful experience that I had. Mm-hmm. One of one of the greatest—you know—the greatest, you know, the greatest um, experiences that I had in theology in college was actually studying through a charismatic lens St. Thomas Aquinas on the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm. couple couple hundred years before the renewal, <laughs> maybe, maybe seven hundred years, years but he's years like before insanely charismatic. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 So, charismatics, we love you, um, and we love the uh, we love the 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 grace and the and the heart that you bring into the church, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, and we love the way that you can grow. So, we want to mm-hmm. challenge you to grow. Um, we want to challenge you to. Uh, to consider, you know, how can, I, how can I step in more seriously to learn from those who have gone mm-hmm. before me, even yes. those who've been critical
2: of me mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Um, Maybe even especially the ones that have been critical. And, <laughs> uh,
0: and you contemplatives, right? Do, do people call themselves that? No, it'd be, be the traddy yeah, crowd. Yeah, yeah. um, yeah. We love you. Uh, we love you. And, and uh, I, I just want to like, communicate apology for the times when you felt uh, pushed away oh, yeah. or turned away. Or judged, or um, whatever the case may be, unwelcome, yeah, um, through Damascus or through any of the new movements
1: in the church. Well, because they have such a hunger as well for renewal, right? Yeah. We all have a hunger for renewal, yeah. and we're pursuing the the different ways to renew the church. Yeah.
0: yeah, I had I had well, and I shared with Brad a little bit ago. I had I had a a guy in my small group um, this past summer who just helped me to grow so much more in love for him. Um, and for the church through his like diehard dedication to the traditional expression of the faith.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, it's, so, it's so beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful. beautiful. Mm-hmm. So if you have traditionally described yourself as contemplative, traditional, um, I wanna suggest in humility today, ways that I've experienced change and, mm-hmm. uh, and growth and ways that I think you could, if you want to stretch yourself to step into, um, mm-hmm. to, to step into a place where God can, God can grow you. Okay, number one, pray like you're ready to risk something, Mm -hmm. all right? I don't want that to sound offensive, but uh, many times in Scripture, Jesus commands us to pray in faith. And, you know, as simply here at Damascus as if someone asks me to pray for him or her, Mm -hmm. right? uh, My response isn't, okay, yeah, I'll add you to my list of intercessions, right? My response is, okay, I want to pray in such a way that um, I'm I'm going to put my own ego on the line, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to risk, I'm going to risk embarrassing myself yeah, yep. because I'm going to put myself out here. And if you ask me to pray for healing, I'm going to pray that you'd be healed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get healed, guess what? I have to reconcile <laughs> with the fact that I'm not God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, that's yeah. a tough expression. No, <laughs> but I, but I pray in faith. Oftentimes, you know, the, the gifts of the spirit are poured out for the upbuilding of the church, right? Mm-hmm. So many times, and this isn't necessarily, I guess it is, it can be found in theology, but, but we see that the, the, the gifts that God gives for the sake of evangelization are activated precisely at the moment where we need them. Yep. Pray like you're ready to risk something. Yeah. You want to learn how to grow in, in prophetic word? Open your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Open your mouth and put yourself in a situation where God, if you don't inspire this right now, mm-hmm. I'm going to look like an idiot, mm-hmm. right? What's the worst that can happen? Yep, Mm -hmm. I'll look like (laughs) like take yourself less seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, This has been this has been tremendously
1: influential in
0: my own Mm -hmm. in my own faith.
1: Well, and even scripture says the prayers of the righteous are strong and powerful, right? And so, like if you've got the righteous is the one who has followed the tradition very yeah. well. And so mm-hmm. the Lord is honors you for like where you've been and what you've done. He's honored you for your faithfulness and prayer. And now taking that step of faith and saying, I'm going to pray for healing for this person. Like God's going to honor that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and he'll show up and bless like that person because your prayers are needed and necessary in that moment because mm-hmm. your prayers are strong yeah. and efficacious. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: You know, you hear, you hear Jesus in scripture. He says, he says to the man stand and walk right <laughs> yeah um yeah. Well, if
1: the guy didn't get up then, yeah you look pretty silly yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I, yeah.
0: I, I've done it right, right? oh 100%. um but but there's a there's a faith that's built mm-hmm. when i when i when i when I make the there's a faith that's built when i when I put myself in a situation that by my language I'm communicating I believe that God can do this yep right uh versus our, our language can sometimes uh it it can it can undermine the faith of a prayer Yeah, that God, would you, would you heal this person if you want to? Yeah. And if this is the right time, uh-huh. unless you don't, unless your divine will is, is something else, yeah. right? Uh, are those, are those words inappropriate? No, they're not, but they give us an out, right? Mm-hmm. They give us a safety net.
1: Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Number two, stretch your expression beyond what is comfortable stretch your expression beyond what is comfortable. This one actually, I think applies to both- Everyone. Charismatic and contemplative yeah. you know, uh, backgrounds, right? Um, sometimes those things that are kind of markers of a, of a charismatic life of prayer, like a, pr- a prayer of declaration, um, mm-hmm. uh, entering into those moments of, of, of powerful worship, right? Uh, those, those can be seen as like hallmarks that I'm, I'm simply unwilling to touch. Mm-hmm. I would invite you to taste and see. Yeah. Right. Put yourself in a place where you're uncomfortable. I promise, all three of us, right, in our first experiences of a powerful moment of, of charismatic praise and worship, right? I was very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable for years. Mm-hmm. Um and, and 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 the the outward the outward expressions of the charisms of the faith that, that we see bearing tremendous fruit here mm-hmm. at Damascus, mm-hmm. uh, they never come from a place of comfort. Mm-hmm. Right. They come from a place of risk and and putting ourselves yeah. on the line, um, and and I, I would I would toss it in the other direction too. If your comfort zone is being out there and and rocking out with the with the worship band, yeah, right. Take a step into what's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Go into the silence, right. Mm-hmm. Um, participate in the beauty and the history and tradition of the Latin liturgy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there, there's there's something there that is beautiful and
2: profound mm-hmm. that it's hard to capture in yeah. another environment. Yep. Yeah, make yourself uncomfortable. I mean, I think like if you seek discomfort yeah. with the Lord, you'll almost never be led astray. Like every single time I've sought discomfort with the Lord, I've, I've been in a pretty good place. I'm like, I'm seeking discomfort here, Lord, because I'm gonna fast for this particular reason, or I'm going to take this additional mm. prayer time that'll be a little harder because it'll get me a little behind on what I wanna do this weekend. Yeah. Like just for those out there that are listening, I, seek discomfort even in the places you're already going. So yeah. maybe it would be uncomfortable to pray a prayer in a specific way or yeah. however. All right, my, I, here, my I, final
0: piece is uh, num- number three. If, if, you, if you'd consider yourself part of the charismatic or traditional uh, tradition of the church, and I'm sorry, contemplative or traditional expression of the church, and, and you wanna challenge yourself, I wanna challenge you with this. This was maybe the most meaningful, um, the most meaningful uh, moment of transition and, and growth that I saw in my own life. Honor traditions external to your experience okay, in your word, in your action, and in your deed to honor people who think differently than yourself, hmm. right? In, in my own experience, just a, a brief little testimony, you know, I, um, I was raised in a, in a more or less suburban traditional uh, expression of the faith. And I remember my mom, when I was 13 or 14 years old, taking me to a, um, a praise and worship event, and I couldn't have been less satisfied with my experience there. <laughs> I wanted nothing. I, I wanted. I would nothing to do with well, them. Well, was it ever. your mom and all of her friends? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Ever, ever again. And um, I, I made a vow that day, like I'm never going to sing again. And, <laughs> and uh, sure enough, um, you know, through learning guitar, right? I, I, I had an experience through Catholic youth summer camp where I needed to to grow that muscle. I stagnated in my faith after being baptized with the Holy Spirit in a place where I wasn't seeing growth in mm-hmm. in the charisms, right? And um, I, I, what was it that happened? My friend Megan and I, um, we were we were eight nine years into youth ministry, and we weren't seeing success and and progress. And all of a sudden, um, we started to listen to and to be formed by a guy named Louis Giglio, a pastor of a Protestant church in a non-denominational church in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the content that he spoke. It wasn't the cadence that he taught us with, Mm -hmm. right? It wasn't the formation that we received. I think it was simply putting myself in a place of realizing I don't have it all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And God God operated from that place of humility and just transformed my Mm -hmm. heart. Amen. Amen. So uh, pray like you're ready to risk something, stretch your expression beyond what's comfortable and honor traditions external to your experience.
1: You hear that all the time too. And it's like, well, that's just not my thing. And it, it's, it's okay if it's not your primary thing, but if you're Catholic, it's, it's our thing. So let's try mm-hmm. it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's, there's value in that there's external expressions. Right. And when we honor it, when we learn it, when we try it, we can, maybe it will become our thing. There's yeah. things that weren't my thing in the past that are my thing. Now And there's things that were really fruitful at one point mm-hmm. that I returned to at a later point yeah. because, uh, because the, the soul is in a process yeah. of, of
2: growing with the Lord. So yeah. allow different things to become your thing. And fight the temptation to make your preference a principle then I might have a preference in the faith, but I don't need to make that a principle against yours can't stand. Two preferences can exist at the same time. Two principles can't. So a lot of times I try to make my preference a principle to shut you down. But what if I just admitted that it was a preference, saw your preference, and we came together and experienced each other's preferences. That could be positive. That's
1: awesome.
0: That's awesome. All right. I'm going to give one final point of feedback, then we'll close out today's show. Um, Uh, one of the, one of the practices that I've implemented in my own life, I want to challenge you and offer this that you might want to consider it for yourself is I I keep track of my daily route or my weekly routine with a, with a a reminder list Mm -hmm. that's constantly moving. Right. Mm -hmm. And as things happen, I, as, as things are accomplished, I check them off the list. I have a recurring reminder on my, on my app that whether it's every week or every two weeks, I challenge myself to reassess my prayer disciplines, to ask myself, okay, God, is, is this the type of fruit, is, mm-hmm. is, this, is this discipline, is this practice bearing the type of fruit that you want me to bear, that you want it to bear in my life? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, we enter into a conversation together and, and the Holy Spirit and I, mm-hmm. we, we, we ask and we discern and we, and we decide to pursue something different mm-hmm. or something unique. I'd like to encourage you to get into the practice frequently, just like you examine your conscience at the end of a night or the end of a week, to examine your prayer to ask, is this producing the fruit, God, that you desire for it to produce in me?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to close this out in prayer today. This has been sweet. Um, if if today's conversation has been meaningful to you, uh, consider sharing it with somebody that you know. Um, and if you want to maybe refresh and remind yourself what we what we experienced mm-hmm. today, feel free to check us out. You can download this podcast on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, Um, you could like and subscribe to get more content from Beyond Damascus in your inbox and in your notifications. We'll close out with prayer uh, and, and we'll, 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 we'll close out the show for, for now. Okay, mm-hmm. in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God, we love you. Um, we love you and we're constantly surprised by you. We pray that our experience of faith would never be enough. Um, God, that you'd never leave us Uh, that you'd never leave us satisfied with where we are, Mm -hmm. but Lord, you'd always call us deeper into something new. I pray today, Lord, that, uh, as, as we've shared about these topics, that you would light a fire in our hearts, that what we've spoken about, we would be led to desire more, um, Jesus, and and that as you've called us to challenging and taking intentional steps toward growing in our own expression of faith, that you'd give us the grace that it might bear fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Friends, thanks for listening Amen. to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You can listen to the whole version of today's show by going online to www.ewtn.com radio slash podcasts or searching for Beyond
1: Damascus on YouTube or your favorite podcast app.